You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hey everybody, this is your host Kristen Powers with Pets Rock at Pet Life Radio. I hope that you're all having a fantabulous day because it's about to get a whole lot better. Today we are having the most amazing guy in the world on our show. He's the star of the show, Everybody Hates Chris, and he was also one of the celebrity judges of the 2009 American Humane Society's Pets and Pals Photo Contest. Everybody, I'd like to welcome Tyler James Williams to the show. Hey Tyler, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? I'm great. So I have a bunch of questions to ask you, but as this is a pet-focused radio show, you can't be on the show unless you answer the next question correctly. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Do you like pets? Yes. Okay, good. Now you qualify for this. So, as you may know, Pest Rock only interviews super cool people who love animals, which you know you do. So we want to know how you got involved as one of the judges for the 2009 American Humane Pest and Palace Photo Contest. Could you tell us a little more about that? Well, one of your representatives actually came and um, worked on the show. I see on everybody, it's Chris, and they had brought some animals by for some scenes. I think we needed, like, some dogs or pigeons or something like that. So when I did get the call to... Um, to judge this event, I'd already had a uh, familiarity with the people and, and what they were doing, so it was kind of a uh, an easy thing for me to decide to do because I've spoken to them before and you know, we had a great conversation. I love what they're doing. That's cool. So you had to get a bunch of photos sent to you, and you kind of had to like go through them and pick the best ones. Did you have like a certain thought process as you're trying to choose the best ones like what was the way you helped to choose the winners of the contest well i'm like a big sucker for dogs like i love all dogs all i've ever had as pets in my life are dogs so you know of course i picked quite a bit of dogs and i wanted to make sure everything was fair so i went and i looked at you know some other photos as well and i wanted to make sure i didn't just pick things that um that just appealed to my eye or my mindset or something that i actually looked at the photography and it was actually just really good photography. That's cool. So were there any that, like, stick out in your mind that you remember the most? Hmm. You know, stick in my mind, I remember the most. There was, um, there was one, I can't, I cannot remember the name of it, but there was one of a pig that I just thought was really interesting because they showed pigs in a really good light. I mean, just the lighting around the pig was good, and then the camera angle, it wasn't your stereotypical dirty pig. That's neat. So, as you said, you love dogs, but have you, like, always had a love of animals, like, ever since you can remember? Yeah, I mean, I always, always loved animals. I, mean, I was raised with, you know, a dog in the house, and when I was first born, my parents already had a dog, so I grew up around quite a bit of, quite a bit of dogs, and just animals in general, you know, I've always admired them and admired what they you know, how they live their life and the simplicity that they that they live with. They don't need much. We were just um, talking today at my house with my, my dog can play ball all day long. And that's <laughs> all he needs to do. And stuff like that, that I just really admire that it's just simple. So you have um, dogs right now. And if so, if you have other animals, can you tell us a little more about them? Uh, right now, I just have one dog. He's a little sookie terrier named named Benny, and he's 10 years old now. He's getting pretty up there and pretty up there in age, and he's loud like most silky terriers, but he really adopted the personality of the family. Like, when we first got him, he was, you know, quiet and mild-mannered, but then he realized, when he realized how eccentric and, and crazy we were, he, <laughs> he just melted right in. So where did you get your dog from? I was in New York, actually. I was in New York, and then um, I got it for Christmas. Actually, one day my mom went out. Uh, on, I believe, 
Christmas Eve and went out and bought a uh, bought him from a pet shop. And he was just a little scruffy puppy. I think he was like four months old and just a little ball of fun. So he he came out. I was seven, I believe. Yeah, I was like seven when we uh, when we first got him. So, um, have you only ever had dogs? Have you had any other animals? Yeah, that was it. We had um, just mostly mostly dogs. I believe there was a spin. No, when we had a fish, we had like <laughs> two or three fish. I believe yeah. that, that was one time, but that didn't last too long because they don't live too long. Yeah, that's the catch with fish. They're kind of yeah. tough. <laughs> we had like an um, antisocial too. Like you didn't want to do anything. Yeah, I know. I always feel bad for like little kids who convince their parents to get a fish, and then next week fish has gone to fish heaven. <laughs> yeah, and that's always disappointing. Um, yeah. So you said on everybody hates Chris. So you said you had like animals on the. Yes set with you have you like worked in other genre shows or whatever where you had to work with animals i did a movie called um, unaccompanied minors a few years back where we had um we had a scene with um with a cat that was the only really other genre but really on everybody because you just realize we had a wide variety of different animals it wasn't just dogs we had dogs monkeys pigeons i believe we have a we had a chicken in one <laughs> episode we had squirrels I believe one time there was a raccoon. We just went, we had a lot of different types of animals. So let me ask you this. If you could have any like weird eccentric pet, like of any sorts, even if it's like not feasible to have a pet, what pet would you have? You know, I've always found it exciting. I just wanted to know what it would be like to have a monkey. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know if it's a spider monkey or just any type of monkey and then just name him monkey. (laughs) That's always like a quiet dream of mine that'd be cool yeah i live with a monkey but he's my brother so not the same thing yeah i know yeah that'd be cool i've never really thought of having a monkey as a pet it'd be kind of i think it'd be kind of weird because like there's so much like us it'd be like find a monkey laying in bed next to you that'd be a little weird (laughs) it would yeah you'd have lots of stories to tell like walking to school my monkey did this today and people would be like what <laughs> so, um, what was the best part of being a judge for the photo contest you did? What did you take away from the whole experience? Um, seeing the uh, everyday shot of the different animals was like a really big thing to me. Like, I was very impressed with you know, the stuff that people took and the variety of animals that were in there. Yeah, I know. yeah, I was looking at those, too, and, like, I was pretty amazed. Like, some of them looked like they had professional photographers, like, taking these pictures. Exactly. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back to talk more with Tyler James Williams. Don't go anywhere, because the best is yet to come. Stick around. Ah! It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com 
Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey guys, this is Skylar Samuels. You're listening to Pets Rock on Pet Life Radio with Kristen Powers. Back to the party. Let's go. With the hottest party in town. Now we're back with Tyler James Williams. He was the 2009 celebrity judge for the American Humane's Pets and Pals Photo Contest. Hi, Tyler. How are you doing? Good, good. All right. So we talked a little bit about your connection with animals. Now we're going to kind of like shift over to acting since a lot of people know you for that. How did you first get into acting? Um, I got into acting when I was four years old. Uh, a friend of my aunt's church was an actress and still is an actress. And um, when I had an interest in it, we asked her you know, what what does she think we should do. And she gave us the number to this management company. And... Um, I went out and auditioned for them and got picked up and started going on auditions and I guess you could say the rest is kind of history. Mm. What was your first like show or gig or whatever you call it? Like, What was the very first thing you ever did with acting? My first job was Sesame Street. Oh, that's cool. It was one of the jobs I have ever had in my life. What did you do for it? I was, I did counting. I worked on a computer. I was a kid that rides by on a tricycle. <laughs> Anything on that show that involves kids, I did. So you did that for a while, and then did you kind of like just work your way up? And how did you get to do Everybody Hates Chris? Yeah, I'd been working for about eight years before um, the audition for Everybody Hates Chris came in, mm-hmm. and um, by that time I was kind of more solid in acting, and I was um, doing a bit more comedy. I'd done like SNL, a few episodes of that, so I was getting kind of solid and knowing you know, that I could do this a little bit. And then when everybody at Chris audition came in, I, I was ecstatic because I loved the script. It was it was hilarious, and I was really hoping I could work on it. So um, what's your favorite part about being on Everybody Hates Chris? Uh, the best thing about working on Everybody Hates Chris, I would have to say, is rehearsals. You know, when we rehearse before we do the, um, we do the scenes, because we're so busy, we don't really have time to, to really sit down and really go through the script. So in our rehearsals... We realize, you know, how funny everything is, and that's when we really get excited about shooting that scene because we know it's going to look great just by the writing of it. Yeah, that sounds neat. So, do you have like a um, an acting like? Do you have a ritual? I guess with, I don't know if that's the best word, but like, what is your process when you act? Like, what's going through your head when you have to play a character or do a certain scene? Well, there's there's a lot of things going through my head when I'm doing a scene. Um, one thing is to stay present and to always be present in that scene and not to think too much about, you know, what's going on around me or, you know, whether I'm going to remember a line right, or anything. Just constantly remember to stay in the scene and be in, in character. And also I'm thinking about, you know, we're not really thinking, I'm waiting to hear the line that comes before mine to where I'll be doing something in the scene and be oblivious to everything else if I'm supposed to be writing something down. And I had to train my mind to hear the line before mine. I know it mm-hmm. triggers me to come around or 
say what I'm supposed to say next or react to it or whatever it is. So it's, it's a combination of a lot of things, and it sounds sometimes complicated when I really go into detail and in explaining it, but it's become so much a part of me over this long period of time that it's, it's just kind of second nature. Right. So that's interesting. Yeah, I was in a few plays I remember in middle school, and I remember always being able to recite the line of the person before me, so I knew, like, when to come in. Yeah. Have you, um... Yeah, I think I memorize most yeah, of the scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you done anything, like, besides TV? Have you gone into um, theater or commercials or anything, like, besides, like, sitcoms and movies? Well, before I did everybody hates Chris or yeah really just basically that I did um I did a few commercials I did some uh, theater work and I did a few plays I love plays and I love theater work because it's so it's so the energy that you get from the crowd because it's alive is amazing it really is you have your jitters right before you go on stage but then once you're in it and you're flowing in it I mean the energy is great and everything is just on time you're having a really great time. I mean, I've done some voiceover work as well, which is also fun. I mean, I've done a combination of things, and as an actor, I believe all actors should be able to do that. Yeah, so I've always wondered this about, like, actors and actresses. What do you think of yourself, like, when you catch yourself on the TV? Like, do you think, oh, I did that wrong, or I could have done that better? Do you think that's kind of cool, or what goes through your head? There are very few times I'll look at something I did and be completely happy with it, because you have to realize that, especially with, like, Everybody Hates Chris, the shows that are airing now, the new episodes that are airing, we shot at least six, seven months ago. So there are right. things that I know now and new techniques I picked up now or something I can look at, like I could have done that better or different. So usually when I'm looking at something, even with a movie, it's about six, seven months after we shot it. So I mean, I'm rarely ever looking at a scene it's like I did that perfectly or did that to the best of my ability because now knowing what I know now, you know, it's, I could have done it better. So you're constantly like, trying to find ways to improve or ways that you could have done it better? Definitely. I'm never, I learned to never be comfortable with with myself, especially as an actor, because once you get comfortable, that's when you start getting lazy and don't feel like you need to work as much. I'm always trying to find better ways or even just different ways to do a scene mm-hmm. or line. So you've done comedy and you've done some theater work. What is your favorite genre or like type of acting to do that like gets you the most pumped and most excited? Like, what is your favorite or one of your favorites? One of my favorites, I'd have to say, definitely be theater work. Because, like I said before, just the energy and you're so in the moment and you're so in love with what you're doing at that time. I mean, but I, I have to say I love all genres, like comedy. I love doing comedy because it's, it's so much fun and it's you're making other people laugh. And also when I have to come at a drama role, it's a challenge. So it's a challenge to make somebody feel what your character is feeling at that time. So I love all of them, but I, the one that gets me most pumped and most excited would have to be theater work. That's cool. So do you find yourself in day-to-day life as funny as some of your characters in real life, or do you consider yourself maybe not as funny as those you act as? I find my life either just as funny or funnier than your scenes that I've done. <laughs> That's Me and great. my brothers are all, all three of us are actors, and all of us, you know, one of our strengths is comedy. So throughout the day, there'll be so many things. I really think that somebody wrote all this stuff down that we did throughout the day. You'd have a pretty good show. Yeah, I love trying to, like, infuse comedy throughout my day. Like, especially when you're, like, trying to get... I do a lot of, I guess, I'm, like, the president of a environmental club at my school. And I always try to, like, use comedy to get people, like, excited. Because, you know, life's too, like, 
dreary already. You've got to like put in little snippets of laughter wherever you can get it. Definitely. And if you don't, you know, if you don't laugh at yourself or laugh at situations, it makes things so much worse. Yeah, I've definitely found that people react to you a lot better when you're upbeat and like trying to find the positive sides of things. Or yeah, like what you said, when you can laugh at yourself, that's always really nice when I can make someone else laugh because you did something that maybe was different or like inspired other people because it's just funny. Yeah. So um, kind of off of the topic of acting, what are your, some of your other favorite hobbies and activities that you like to do? Um, I like writing. I'm really, really big on writing, whether it's music or just little scenes that I just think are funny and stuff that goes on in my head. Um, the basketball is another thing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really a lot of, a lot of my hobbies involve things I think about on a daily basis. You know, I find that, you know, most comedians are people who have worked in comedy for a long period of time. Very weird people. They all have a <laughs> lot of stuff going on in their head at one time. Like, I can be walking around the house thinking of a scenario of what could have happened by either the stairs or in my bedroom or stuff like that and just create dialogue around that in my head and they'll kind of write it out on paper. So, like, as you're going through day-to-day, you, like, constantly come up with new little scenes that you write down? Yeah. I mean, it's really looking at situations. Like, I'll see I'll see a car accident or something like that on the highway, and I'll be thinking, how did that happen? And then I'll come up with a scene of how that happened. What was one driver doing? What was the other driver doing? And exactly how did they hit? And what was their reaction after the fact? That sounds like the starts of an amazing writer. Are you planning on writing any plays yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, I've wrote, I've wrote, wow, that's a great word for a writer. <laughs> I've written uh, quite a bit of, you know, scenes and even short, short films and short scripts and was able to shoot a few of them. And it's, I mean, that was a great experience to really see it come to life, the stuff that's going on in my head on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, because it's so hard. I mean, I'm kind of a off and on writer myself, and it's like the things in your head they seem so easy to write down, but once they're down, it's sometimes so hard to like make them like appear the same way. That's like I've always been really looked up to the people who have been able to like make amazing pieces of literature. Because I'm like, how did you get that connection from your head down onto paper? Well, like, I mean, if I can give you any advice, it would be detail. It's really attention to detail. It's not leaving anything out. You have to really, it may take a while, it'll take a long time, but everything that you see in your head, everything that you think about, all of the details put that in, even if it's the color of the background and, and you know, what, the, what it sounds like, what it smells like, even those little things that might need to be taken out later, they make your writing so much better. That's really good advice. Thanks for that. So what do you do for school? Do you go to a, like a traditional school? Or are you homeschooled? What is your type of school and that you do? I am homeschooled. I've been homeschooled for, wow, it's been a while. I think it's the sixth grade, and mm-hmm. I'm now a senior in high school. <laughs> it's, been a, uh, it's been an interesting experience. You know, I'm able to move at whatever pace I want to move at, and it makes it really easy to work. You know, I've worked with a few people who were still in school, and it's kind of it's either hard for them to either keep up with the pace of the school or the school is moving slower than they are because they have more time on set. So this is really, I mean, this is the best for me because it's very flexible. Right. What do you like to learn about the most in your academic world? Being an actor and somewhat of a writer, I love history. Mm-hmm. History is great to me because it's a bunch of stories. That's really all it is, stories from the past. And, it, I mean, it's just it's great to me. I like trying to spin them into comedy or spin them into a drama and, 
picturing in my head, okay, exactly how did this happen? What were the people saying? What was the tone? What was the weather like? You know, stuff like that. That's really funny because the other day I was interviewing Scholar Samuels, who also is one of the judges for the Pets and Palace photo contest. And she was telling me history was her favorite subject because she also would make up stories in her head about how the scenes would go. And she'd kind of like act it out in her head so it made history come more alive. That's that's kind of funny that both you guys said the same thing about that. Yeah, it is very interesting. <laughs> Maybe, I wonder if a lot of actors would say that, because I know a lot of people at my school who like are very creative seem to also migrate towards history and English and less away from the math and sciences. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, I mean, it may be a trait for all you know creative people, because it's great yeah. to see you know what happened in the past. Yeah, because I think definitely some teachers just... I know I've had some teachers in history classes that are, like, amazing at, like, storytelling. I think that's probably why I like them so much, because they just, like, act it out and make it come alive. I've even had teachers who, like, dress up for, like, the occasion, and it's always more fun when you have a teacher willing to act it out than to lecture it for, like, 50 yeah. minutes. So much that better. So, much better. so um, we're coming up towards our end of time, but are you working on anything now that you can tell us about? Any hints to what Tyler James Williams is going to do next? Hints, hints. Um, yes. I can give you a good hint. There's a uh, True Jackson VP episode that should be coming on soon on a friend of mine, Kiki Palmer's show. And um, I went over there and I think I did like two episodes. Over there. I can't say exactly what I did in two episodes, but look out for that. It should be fun. All right. I'll keep an eye out for it. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, Tyler. It was great having you. Oh, it was great being here. Thank you. So, everyone, that was Tyler James Williams. He was the celebrity judge for the American Humane's Pets and Pals Photo Contest. He's also the star of Everybody Hates Chris. So, thanks for tuning in. I'd like to thank all the producers, all the amazing people who made this show possible. Thank you guys and have an amazing day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.